Welcome, RSL Nation, to another Scarf Live podcast with your boys Adele and the Baker. What's crack like? We have a fun-filled show for you tonight. No game this week, no game this upcoming weekend. But let's tell you what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about it and tell you what we talked about. I like that format. Science. We'll spend a little bit of time talking about our new forward signing. Get excited. Woo! Then we'll get into the... Um, Upcoming match against New England, uh, Beckerman and Sunny problems. Who plays? Uh, we'll look forward to Vancouver's as well as LA's schedule uh, because here's what we believe. And correct me if you disagree with this, Baker. Mm-hmm. At this point of the season, we're not looking up. We're looking down. We're and just looking who's on our asses at this point. As of uh, this last weekend, we are officially looking down at the teams coming up and hoping to keep them off our tails. Let's, for just a moment, talk about our new signing. Good stuff. Um, Julian Vasquez. That's the kid. What it's, do you know about him? Well, he's he's the he's the striker we've been waiting for. Uh, next year. Next year. Um, no, it's, you know, I'm happy for the kid. I can't say I'm familiar with him. I haven't watched a lot of Academy games. Uh, I have watched zero Academy games this year, actually. Um Local kid, isn't he? Local kid, straight out of Nibley, Utah. Nibley. Nibley in the house. Um, you know, coming in at a whopping Is it one. Nibley or Nibley? Uh, I don't know. That's That might be one of those Utah pronunciations where it could be hurricane or it's hurricane. The hurricane. Who All knows? Right. Carry on. Yeah, the kid's coming in at 145 pounds, uh, 5'11". Here's the shocker. He was born in 2001. That makes everyone feel old. <laughs> I've looked at our demographic, and even the young kids on our page should feel old right about now. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's awesome to see the academy continue to produce talent. And was this know, like our sixteenth or something signing? Sixteenth uh, home homegrown signing in club history. But I think the really cool part is, you know, with him officially being on the roster, there's something like nine or ten homegrowns on the current first team roster, which is awesome. Um, Way to grow. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we managed to sign a kid before he can get signed by a German club or something. Um, You know, the future's in front of him. I wish him nothing but the best. It was kind of a cool signing to see another homegrown coming through the pipeline. Hey, must have been good. And uh, just like you, I have watched next to Zero Academy games because Mm -hmm. life and such. Right. But... Getting signed to the first team at age 17, uh, he being homegrown, being a local kid. I mean, look, I love the kids wherever they come from, but, man, that's that's just big, right? He, he I read up about him a little bit. He grew up a fan. He, he went to the games. So that must be a dream come true for that kid. Congratulations, Julian. Welcome to the family. Can't wait to see what you can do next year. It's going to be a – it's going to have a tough time getting – breaking into any playing minutes with that lineup. I mean – yeah, I'm assuming he's not going to play number nine. You never know. Um, oh, but yeah, for all we know, is they're going to throw a pair of gloves on him and make him keeper the way our current situation looks. Um, you, you don't don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, for what it's worth, the kid uh, has played uh, 29 match in, matches for the in the under 17s. Um, he's had 25 starts and he scored 13 goals. So at his current level, he can put him away. Um, hopefully, that, that translates to you know, the, the, the major league. Um, but there are kids his age that are starters for their clubs. Um, yeah. and you know, it, it's anything's possible at this point. Yeah. Well, welcome aboard. Looking forward to next year. Let's get back to this year real quick. Let's two games left for us. Just new England mm-hmm. 
at home, and just three or four days later, Portland away. Yep. I said last week that the playoffs are upon us. Yeah, you did. Do you feel like it's the playoffs yet? I mean, yeah, I just call it a high pressure. It's There's a word for that. They're high pressure must win games. Um, and if we don't succeed in them, we are going to be out of the official playoffs. Well, playoffs yes. is a mindset. Yes, we are definitely in a win now mindset. They're, we cannot afford to lose any of our two games. Well, point. we have two two teams, I mean, right on our tails. Mm-hmm. Lucky for us, one of them has a really difficult schedule coming up. The other one has a very easy schedule coming up. But even more lucky on top of all of that is the fact that we, at this point, have our destiny in our own hands, right? Um, mathematically speaking, we we can still... That's all that matters. Right, control it. So we're playing at home against New England on Thursday after next week. What's that date? Uh, that would be, let's take a gander here, the 18th. The 18th. Mm-hmm. And then we're playing, that's a Thursday. And then the following Sunday, we're playing in Portland. Yep. The 21st. So that New England game mm-hmm. always looked like a shoe-in, at least for the first or the last couple of months. Right. It was always like a- an easy game before we have to go take care of business in the really tough game. Right. Penciled in three points. Now, a couple of things have happened since. A few things have happened since. Our entire starting defensive midfield line, Kyle Beckerman and Sonny, mm-hmm. are out due to yellow card accumulations. That, is a, that is a thing that happened. Yep. On top of that, multiple players are traveling for international duty, mm-hmm. and they're coming back not very long before that game is upon us, aren't they? That is the case. So let's get get into Beckerman and Sonny. I think I've mentioned it a few times. Um, a lot of people, for some reason, like to not like Sonny. I've always been a Sonny fan. Yes, mm-hmm. he has a couple of major mistakes in him every single game. I would say but every I, single game, but he, yeah. on average, it averages out, right? But I think... The, the upsides of him and the balls he wins and the plays he makes and just how he gets us out of some really crappy situations time after time in the game, he's always been worth the risk to me. Absolutely. So he's out, and I thought he's been playing well. Another man who I thought is playing better than, than he has in years, Kyle Beckerman. Absolutely. I was not a big fan of that haircut in the beginning of the year, but whatever he did, man, that worked. <laughs> I think he gained like a quarter second on a 100-meter sprint well, on that or something. He seems a little quicker. Initially, he wasn't fantastic, but I think that had more to do with his pairing with the uh, mirror. No, it's the hair. All right. It's got to well, be the hair. Well, he, he, got, he got worse at the start of the season. He did. Yeah. That, that's a fact. He, oh, I feel the like in the, last, did, yeah. In, yeah, in the last two or three months, he's really stepped up. Um, for what it's worth, I think Beckerman probably deserved a, a red um, in that game. I, I went and, and checked out some of the highlights and, uh, you know, I tried to take off the rose-colored glasses, as it were. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, th- I think the yellow card accumulation is fair in that instance. Uh, I'm and by no means saying Portland played a clean game. But, um, yeah, it, it's I think our midfield, just especially on the defensive side, just got demolished. Um, and, you know, we lost to... Portland because our midfield was so again. weak. Yeah. If, again. If if I'm New England, I'm watching that game and I'm going, okay, the 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 kind of saving grace of that defense 
is now officially gone, even though it may not seem like it. I'm like ru- I'm every ball is going down the center, and I'm running at their at their CBs, making them make tough choices. Yeah, and make it the midfield, give it away, mm-hmm. and there you go. Now you got yourself a, a, a half field counter. Right. Having said all of that. They have also played some of the best soccer in, in recent years together. And I thought they have been doing pretty well in the last few games. Uh, obviously not so well last game. But we have to. We now find ourselves having to replace both of them. Right. Whom do you play in those positions now? I mean, I, I think, you know, looking at what our benches look like, uh, I don't know what Luke's fitness level is, but uh, I, I think I... You know, if you, if you want an opportunity to come back from injury, a hero, this is it. I think he has been a hero in Portland before, not I, long ago. I think we have to have Luke um, starting. I, I I think you know he that's a no brainer. And then that second one, it's it's tough. It, it's up for grabs. I could see us pushing up uh, Nick Beasler um, and bringing in Nedim as, as a as a starting. I don't know if he's got yeah. ninety minutes in him. Um, I could see that. Why is he not playing? Uh, he was on the bench. Well, uh, I know he's been and, on the and bench. He's gotten a few minutes. I yeah. I think, you know, just seeing what that game looked like, I I don't think we needed another CB. You know. So you're saying point. you're saying play Luke. I'm saying Luke has to play. Um, I'm hoping he's healthy, and I I think uh, Netum, the new CB, gets gets a gets a start as well. Um, or maybe you bring in you bring Demir back and put in Corey to start, but then your substitution pattern looks, uh, I'll say it kind of like garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, that would, that's what I would do actually. It, it's long story short. Substitute. It's it's time to get creative. It's time to get creative. It's time to get a little crazy. It's time to put look, man. You're you're missing some major players. You're gonna have some other major major contributors. Very fatigued, coming back from international duty, jet lag, the whole nine yards. Right. Right. And um, I mean, for what it's worth, New England is not a very good team, so not a whole lot of international call-ups. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just assuming, right? Listen to this crazy idea. Maybe it's time to bring uh, Louis Silva back. Yeah, that he he's um, from what I can tell, healthy and ready to play. That's definitely an option. Um, so put Silva in mm-hmm. up front, number nine. Bring the mirror back. Have him play with Luke for as long as he can go. Right. That would be my solution. That's it's not a bad idea. Um, obviously, it all depends on you know what kind of fitness Luke has. Um, yeah, it it's it's a pickle. Um, I finally understand why people use that word because things are really sour around here. They are um, a little bit. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think we're only addressing half the problem here. Realistically, I think where New England is really, really going to be able to kind of hurt us is. For what it's worth, I don't think New England is going to generate a ton of attack or, or you know punish us, but I also think we will be without some, without essentially our goal scorers. I think uh, Rushnak has shown that when he comes back from international uh, breaks, he is exhausted. Uh, this will be a very short turnaround, um, you know, even with the you know quote unquote international break. Um, you know, Plata got called up, uh, like Severino got called up and they're playing, I believe in Spain or, uh, somewhere in the Middle East. I mean, long story short, it, it's, there's some dudes that are going to have a ton of travel, um, you know, right up, you know, they may or may not be available depending on. Oh, uh, that's bullshit. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. It, I don't buy that. I think I would, our attack's going to be very anemic. I would buy that in April. I would buy that in May. 
I don't buy. I, if you need more motivation than playing at home in a must-win game against a team you should clearly beat, so you can then set up a Sunday matchup where your life is on the line, I don't buy that. I my cleats are in the in the, in the closet. I'll pull them out, Mike. If you need me, call me, baby. Call me. I got a good four minutes in me. <laughs> um, there's that. It, it's you know. I'll be honest. I'm I'm worried. Um. But, you know. I think it's time to get creative. You know what? Bofo. Bofo, man, every time that kid steps on the field, he seems to do well. It seems that when he plays too long, he seems like one of those guys to me. Mm -hmm. If you give him enough time, he will screw up. Put him in (laughs) strategically, and every time he comes on, just a firecracker. I say if either of the two uh, outside forwards are fatigued, um, I, they don't strike me like the kind of dudes who, who would not give it their all when they come out there because, hey, you know what? If you don't do well in those four, day, uh, four days, you got a long off season to rest. Yeah. And I don't think any of them want to rest. So I would love to see more Bofo out there. Um, if one of, the, uh, one of the two of Plata or Severino are not completely 100% ready, put the kid in, put one, put one of those, put the other one of those two in, in the 70th minute, let them run laps around a tired New England defense who, let's face it, should be spending the vast majority of their time in that game defending, so they should be fatigued already. Right. Put them on, see what happens. Uh, I, I say no excuses with this whole travel thing. Uh, for, for what it's worth, New England will be playing a game um, uh, this weekend against Orlando at home. It is an Eastern Conference you know, rival, and hopefully New England uh, takes that more seriously than than. Uh, our game, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully something falls our way. Yeah. Well, look, I, I don't want it to be too easy either. I, I, either way, it's the last home game of the season, folks. Um, there's nothing else to look forward to if this doesn't go well. Yeah. And people always complain and bitch. Bad season, frustrating this, frustrating that. My God, do you remember off season? Off season's awful, man. Mid November, if you're not in it, just sucks. By yeah. by mid November, I start having withdrawals. By late November, I'm jealous of everyone else that's still playing. Right. By early December, I'm like, what is going on? And by January, I, the juices start flowing again because we, you know it's time for training camp and all those other things. Right. Um, but uh, I say, and this is a call out to the fans, to the supporters. This is for us as well. It is a Thursday night. It's probably going to be cold. I didn't, yeah. I didn't look at the weather forecast because honestly, I don't trust our two-day weather forecast, <laughs> yet alone like a week and a half out weather forecast, right? But I'm assuming breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. It's going to be cold at the riot next week, Thursday. Be warm, get dressed, and get your booty out there because this is all there is. This might be the last game of the year, even right. if you make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Even if you make the playoffs, it could be the last home game. Um, and, and not to be... Uh, that guy, um, I'm assuming Beckerman's obviously going to be, you know, with the team, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I obviously recognize he won't be playing, but you know, for what it's worth, there is a probability, maybe not a large probability, but there is a probability that this, you know, could potentially be his last year. Um, it, it's okay. it's worth noting that there is a chance, you know, he might not return next year, given. Mm-hmm you know, age and form and just, you know, 
the no. offseason being the offseason. It's no one thought Javi was going to disappear, and then Javi disappeared. So just, you know, show up for that reason, if nothing else. Yeah, I, I encourage you to show up. I totally don't see that part happening, but hey, let's go with it. Right after that, we're playing Portland. We won't talk about that very much because it still hurts a little too much. It yeah. wasn't but a few days ago. It, it was right. Recent. And we are lucky enough to actually be traveling to the game. Right. Which we were just talking about that earlier on my balcony when we were saying. <laughs> so we're literally going to the riot on Thursday night mm -hmm. and then flying out to Portland Friday. Right. Friday afternoon. To watch the game on Sunday. Um, if. Uh, oh, they're, they're flying commercial too, right? They fly commercial. I was going to say they could put us on the plane. I mean, for what it's worth, uh, I forget the exact terms of the agreement, but uh, teams are allowed to um, use a, a, a private jet, I think something like three times a season, uh -huh. um, you know, if they want to uh -huh. pay for it. And if I'm, you know, Big Papa Deloitte Hansen, uh -huh. this is a pretty great time to book a jet for the team, basically end the game, go shower, everyone get some food, get some R&R, fly out Friday morning. If that's the case, we'd appreciate a ride. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to add to that. Don't book that flight yet. Book the flight back on a private jet if they win. A little extra motivation. Right. I just wanted to be rested. There you go. All right. Um, so, huge game. No need to keep beating that dead horse. Um, there are two teams on our asses right now. Both uh, LA is, what, one point behind us right now? LA is a single point behind us. And Vancouver. Same amount of games played. And Vancouver is... Uh, believe let me take a quick look vancouver is uh three points behind okay. us but one game less played one game less played so before the show started we took a quick look at their schedule because mm -hmm. let's face it those are the two teams most likely to catch us right at this point i would kill for six plays in the west yeah there's there's one spot and three teams playing for it and so we took a quick look and here's why i think if we do if we end up not winning either one of our next two games we're out mm-hmm the reason is not Vancouver. The reason is obviously LA. LA has one point less, right? But they have uh, the same number of games as we do. Correct. They have two games left. That means their two games are at Minnesota mm -hmm. and home against Houston. Correct. Now, provided there are no gimmies in the MLS, nope. But some gimmies are better than others, or some games are easier than others. Sure. Right. Absolutely. I don't think that LA could have drawn this up to be any better. Even though Minnesota just surprised, what was it, Seattle a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I get that. You know, Minnesota can be dangerous. Now, on the other hand, so that I I totally think, especially with in LA with LA's form of late, Slatan mm -hmm. getting in form, staying in form, and everything just going their way, I completely believe they're going to pick up all six points in those next two games. On the other hand, we have Vancouver. And Vancouver, though a game in hand, listen to their schedule. They're playing. At home against Sporting Kansas City, who sure has made the playoffs now, but there's a huge difference between being second and third. Absolutely. And then they're playing at LAFC, who's in the same pickle, if you will, as uh, Sporting, right? And then the very last game of the season on make or break Sunday or whatever they're calling Decision it. Decision day. Decision day. They're playing against Portland. Yep. Now, if we do our work and beat Portland in Portland, which, again, is a must for us, because if we don't, nothing else matters. We don't even look at these, right? Right, right. Um, Unless so, LA just implodes. 
And that's not going to happen. I agree. They already did that earlier this year. So I'm thinking Vancouver is lucky to pick up any points in these next three games, um, whereas LA is picking up all six points. Any disagreements there? I I mean, I think that's that's a pretty accurate representation of the situation. Maybe. Maybe uh, Houston decides to turn it on against LA. Well, you know, Houston will do us a huge favor if they just turn it on for the next little while. They're not playing us. Um, this kind of makes me think, man. Remember how bad our season started? Yeah, absolutely. La- last at the end of last season, I cannot remember the last time I was as excited for the next season as at the end of last season. Right. The way we finished it, the way we, I mean, we started horribly and then got into gear and just dominated one like almost everything in the second or the last third of the season. Went into the off season, and I just remember thinking, man, this year we're, t- we're playing for everything, right? We're going to be in the race for Supporters Shield right now. Obviously in the race for one of the top spots in the league and, and home home field advantage and, and all these other good things. Probably might have even you know won the cup. Um, and then the season started. And I just remember thinking for the first two months, what in the world's happening? Like, right. Well, the home the, opener, I think, was a the, perfect summary of that first. It, it was just horrendous. And it is funny that we're, we're still paying the price. The team has gotten significantly better. We still drop some ridiculous ones once in a while. Mm-hmm. Did you realize that we hadn't lost at home in like 13 games before last Saturday? Right? That's just once in a while we'll drop them. But if we had played like we had played over the last couple of months, the whole year, this wouldn't have been an issue. Right. Um, you know, the the two points dropped against Colorado at home come to you know mind and, and some other just silly, silly things that have happened. Sure. I think there's there's a lesson to be learned there. Um no gimmies in this league. Yeah, absolutely not. For what it's worth, um, I do believe historically we're pretty good after a loss. That is the case. And I don't know what our track record is after humiliations, um, but the fine line is our destiny is in our own hands. We're, we have a must-win game at home, and then we're going to Portland and just leave it all on the field, excuse me, on the plastic, um and let it all hang out um your closing thoughts before we wrap up this week yeah i mean just to kind of to go to go back to the the topic earlier about about those missed opportunities I, i mean let's go to the first away game at fc dallas up one zero right yeah. in dallas it, we're looking like the better team we're, we're attacking we end up tying that match yeah. Had that been a win, we are not in the situation we are in right now. And I just remember, man, that was the game where didn't Plata or somebody miss a complete sitter from like four feet out or something. I mean, now you're asking for some specifics. Right, there. right. <laughs> but I just I remember that game very well. No, you're right. Missed opportunities. Look, man, there's not there's no gimmies. I thought, I really thought and hope we learned that lesson last year mm-hmm. against Minnesota. Yeah. It, it's you know, it, it's those games that that you just got to close out that I think punish us year over year. And, and it's those points that you drop that, yeah, those were bummer points to drop. You kind of mad about it for a couple of weeks and then you move on because you have a great game. I think those come back to haunt you. I think that's what separates the great teams from the good teams. But what it's worth, man, we win the next two, get in in sixth, 
third place is probably what LAFC, Portland, Seattle, or one of those. Yeah, uh, that's an away game. It you know after after such a, a high emotion game like we will have in Portland, mm-hmm. uh, and we play we we would in that case play shortly after I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, we would. I think that following Wednesday that can help us. That could potentially help us. So. No, it can't be because everyone else is playing decision day. Right. After, so that actually like is true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'd have something like 10 days. So that's another thing that could help us. Yeah. Anyways, that's our take, folks. Once the yeah, Adele's pretty positive, Baker is being a little negative, but what are you going to do? Um, give us your thoughts. Agree, disagree. Talk later. <laughs>